A men's team is just a group of men. You can't really call them friends because they're not necessarily friends. And they can vary by age, occupation, success, and all the rather. If you're scaring your woman and her fear infects the kids, that's bad for everybody. It's bad for the family. It's bad for the collective enterprise, which is to raise productive members of society. What happens when, when men are together, we, we try to get to the challenge a man is facing. Men have become neutered. It's ridiculous. The way that we fight against that is by being with other men. You're a man living in the modern world in a time when men and manhood are not what they once were. You live life on your own terms. You're self-sufficient. You think for yourself and you march to the beat of your own drum. When life knocks you down, you get back up because in your gut, you know that's what men do. You're a badass and a warrior. And on the days when you forget, we are here to remind you who you really are. Welcome to Sovereign Man Podcast, where we aim to make men masculine again. I'm your man, Nikki Baloo. I'm here with my man, Rob Arpo. So we are doing a special podcast today, something that we hear from way too many men. This whole concept of, I'm too busy to be a part of your men's team. So Arp, let's start with, well, what is a men's team and why a men's team? ought to be in existence and why men should be part of a men's team. Okay. Uh, so those are a few different questions. Yep. Um, so let's start off with, uh, you know, what is a men's team? So a men's team really, when you boil it down to it is, uh, just a group of men. Uh, we can call them, uh, you can't really call them friends because they're not necessarily friends. Uh, they're generally created by an organization of other men's teams, uh, and men would be put together with men that they, you know, normally wouldn't be friends with, uh, and and they can vary by age, occupation, success, and all the rather. Uh, the organization that you and I are building uh, and that we've been a part of for years. Uh, has, has been based off the teachings of, uh, of Justin Sterling. Uh, we all have a common language uh, that is, that is uh, unique to us. Um, but we've been, you know, in the last few years, especially with Sovereign Men, we've been opening up to try and teach other men, you know, uh, what, what it's like to be. Uh, and, you know, the reason, the reason for, for us to create these teams, now when we look at, at uh, history, you know, beyond the last, I don't know, 50 years, yep. um, men used to do what they were considered men things or man's things, you know, uh, you know, uh, fishing trips, hunting trips. My dad used to, my dad used to do both of those. Uh, my mom had zero interest. Uh, my mom had no problem, no problems watching the kids. Uh, when my brother and I got older later in life my dad would string us along um so we we had we had that uh uh exposure to you know these these groups and you know really it's like what now the question is and, and, and this is i think one more for that, that women would ask more than men is uh you know what what happens right 
So I think w- women would re- would initially think that when when men go fishing, that all they do is is try and catch fish, but that's not necessarily what happens. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of time in between bites, and and it's the stuff you don't see on those fishing shows and hunting shows. There's a lot of stuff that happens in between the shot or the or the or the bite from the fish, and what happens when when men are together. There's an organic conversation that comes up about, uh, you know, what what challenges they face, and that's really what we do in men's teams. Except because we're on, on a shortened time frame, we tend to pick certain topics and try to get straight to the conversation because um, we're usually doing it within uh, anywhere between one and three hours, right? Yes. Um, so that's what we do. We we try to get to. Uh, the the challenge a man is facing now it could be, you know, he's getting a lot of heat from his boss, and he could be concerned that he's going to lose his lose his job, um, and that could be a, a direct result of, and, and usually a direct result of his behavior. It could be, you know, something to do with the market. Now, that man could go home, and you know, tell his wife what's going down, which would do nothing more than stress the crap out of her and potentially the kids in the house and not necessarily give that man what he needs to help that family survive right because that i i i well you've been married so you you know what i'm saying like to come home and then have your your wife freaking out because there's a potential risk to the home then the kids get all uneasy and that that does nothing it doesn't help it wouldn't help me solve the problem, find a new job, make more money, does absolutely nothing for that, right? So that's what we, that's what men do. And I think that's one of the benefits that, that, you know, are, are come of these, these groups. So one of the things that I want to get clear about is I would argue that it's not that it does nothing. I would argue that it's actually actively counterproductive. Because if you're scaring your woman and her fear infects the kids, that's bad for everybody. It's bad for the family. It's bad for the collective enterprise that you and your wife have, which is to raise productive members of society. So you can't do that shit, right? You just can't do that shit. You need to be somebody who's all about um, keeping your wife – away from unnecessary fear, right? That doesn't mean don't tell her shit. It's not about hiding shit. That's not at all. People say that. No, no, it's not about hiding shit. It's just about you don't share your fears. You go and you come up with a solution, and then you you talk about them. You don't hide shit. But you go to your wife and go, oh, my God, you know, our crypto investment went to zero. Well, yeah, okay, it went to fucking zero. But if you just go to her full of fear, that's not going to do anything. But if your crypto investment went to zero and you've talked to your men and you've figured out a strategy what to do with it, you can tell your wife, hey, listen, our crypto investment didn't pan out. Here's what I'm doing about it. Yeah. So that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And, you know, and that, that's a good example. You know, I, I, I just from us speaking about this, I, you know, it comes to mind that uh, when you look at, like, if you watch um, sitcoms tend to tend to do this a lot that are based on, like, the like the 70s, the 80s, you know, you, you see a lot of these struggles that, that that men would go through, you know, things like, you know, losing their job because the market takes a shit and whatever. And when they go home, 
you know, they, they tell their wives. And I'm not saying that men shouldn't tell their wives. That's not what I'm saying here. But there's a there's probably a good way to say it and a bad way to say it. But like like these sitcoms, you, you can see you know the stresses of what it does to that family, the excuse me, the um the turmoil it causes, you know. Uh, and I think even on uh, YouTube, like I'm on YouTube, I watch a lot of YouTube shorts, like any any other person would. But uh, like, there's I always come across these videos of you know uh, of women that are unhappy in their relationships because their their man is either you know not making enough money or they are uh, they don't seem to have a certain drive or effort. And that that gets lost because you know uh, a man when he's in a in a in a feminized environment is not getting what he needs. But the other thing too is like we we can't expect uh, a man in a feminized environment to be understood and and um, uh, encouraged. To move in a in a way that men do, right? That that's that's only something men can do. And, and uh, you know, in this day and age, you know, I, I am of the firm belief that out there in the real world, it's it's an overly feminized world, hundred percent. Look, in his book, John um, Wild at Heart, John Eldridge talks about every man needs, uh, you know. Uh, a battle to fight, right? Something, yeah, to, to bring out that that fire, that masculine fire and power in him that allows him to to achieve and succeed. Uh, an adventure to go on, because that too uh, brings out the best in him, and a beauty to win. Yeah, a, a, a woman to arouse his um, uh, kind of masculine romantic instincts all of those things are necessary but in this world men have become fucking neutered neutered right like 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 a dog that's been taken to the vet it's ridiculous yeah and the way that we fight against that societal neutering is by being with other men so just to go out there and do a job and make a lot of money that ain't enough man you need yeah. to be around men that go fucking push your ass they're gonna yes. make you do shit that's out of your fucking comfort zone very few men can do that on their own so there's dudes like david goggins right who goes and he fucking pushes himself he's a masculine environment of one you know that's unusual right yeah. for a man to do that and good for goggins but i i'd say he'd still benefit from being around men that help him fucking talk some shit out you 100%. Know, around relationship etc but as far as the rest of us are concerned, man, you are fucking missing out if you are not with a good group of men that you're doing shit with regularly. Hunting and fishing, going to fucking uh, saunas and cold plunges, axe throwing, breaking whatever. bread and having a meal, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. But if it's done in a structured fashion and you're around men, that behave in a masculine way, not men that behave in a feminized way. And you know what I'm talking about. We've had that men in our group who fucking get all butt hurt because we start talking about shit. And you go, oh, yeah, you're too fucking this. You're too fucking that. You're too political. You're too. No, we're not fucking political at all. 
what we want is we want men to be fucking men and we want men to be able to talk about shit without having any, um, how can I put this? Any fear that what they're going to say is going to get out there and come back to them, bite them in the ass, have them lose their job, have them lose their marriage. That kind of shit we don't want. We want men to be able to be men and use that to fucking grow. And the men that aren't doing that, well, fuck, man, they're full of shit. They're full of fucking shit. You know, they're telling themselves, oh, yeah, everything's great. Everything ain't fucking great. It ain't great. If your fire isn't coming out of you on a daily basis, you're not living your life as a man. You're living your life as some neutered little fucking dog. Yeah. Neutered dog. I, I think, uh, you know, the the better expression is is uh, an ox, right? So an ox is nothing more than a castrated bull. And when, when, when the bull gets castrated, the ox becomes bigger, lazier, and hyper complacent. Right, so the ox will pull the cart all day long for nothing more than some table scraps. But you try that with a bull, you got something else coming, right? And if you look at if you if you actually look at the physicality of the two, a bull is all muscle, it's lean, it's strong. An ox is a little thicker, you know, and it doesn't move as quick. It's a little lumbered, you know, and it's it's not. You, you know, uh, I, I never knew it was the same animal until I researched it, uh, you know, and I looked it up on online. What's the difference between an ox, a cow, and a bull? And an ox is nothing more than a castrated bull, but it, it screws with its testosterone and it changes that animal. It makes it hyper complacent. Now, when you think of it in the political sense, and I know like, okay, everyone's like, oh, okay, politics, blah, 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 blah. But like, it makes so much sense for the elites in in our economy, the people that are pulling the strings. It's not one. There's there's a whole whack of them that are doing this, right? They're the bulls, and the bulls want nothing more than than a herd of cows and ox, right? Because the cows they can fuck, and the ox will do their work for them. The stuff that they don't want to physically do. And they can just sit there and, and manage the herd. Uh, and that's where we are today. But that's not healthy, right? And you look at nature, no. nature never designed the ox. Nature doesn't want the ox. For a pride to survive, the strongest male needs to, to, to watch over it. Uh, and and that's, that's, where, that's where we're at. You know, that's the, 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 the feminization of our society is turning all our young bulls are our future leaders into oxen so that the few selected you know bulls can turn around and tell them what to do and and it doesn't matter you know what party they're in that's where they are uh and and that's 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 not good for our our way of life if if the human race is to succeed and, and and expand as we were intended to do so we need we need bulls because you know, bulls will challenge each other. Bulls will run together. It's instinctive, right? Uh, going back to Goggins, Goggins probably does so much more for the men around him just by being his, the way he is than those men would do on their own. Because again, like it's nature. You put two horses together. If they start running in the same direction, they're just going to naturally, instinctually, 
start racing. And that's another positive thing about these groups, you know, and, and, you know, things that women don't, uh, don't understand. Like my wife always asks me all the time, like, what do you do there? What's the point? What's the purpose? But the thing is like, if I'm in a group and I have a man there that has a business, just like I own a business, totally different sector, whatever. But if his income is slightly higher than mine this year, I am by the law of nature and attraction going to want to earn more, right? So that's that's part of the benefits of being in the group. And it doesn't matter if, you know, every meeting, if we're talking about our cash flow statements and all this other shit, it doesn't, it, that doesn't matter. As long as the two of us are aware of each other, we're going to run more. And I, I would I would argue the point because I've seen it firsthand that I've seen men in and around my groups, I've seen them go from being uh, part-time entrepreneurs to full-time entrepreneurs making bank on multiple occasions. I've seen I see men that I'm running with that went from being uh, you know a company of one to ten or fifteen employees. Like this, this shit doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't happen by accident. You know, there's a, there's a reason I was, uh, and, and specifically, you know, I'm not going to say the man because of confidentiality and that's one of our key pillars. Um, but there, there was a man in, in my circle at the time, my company had, an, uh, I think we were at four, four employees. Uh, it was me, my brother, uh, two, maybe three others. So maybe four to five employees. This gentleman had a mortgage brokerage firm, two, him and his business partner. And we were we were uh, buddies. So we are always paired up with another man to do do calls uh, offline. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, we call it offline. That means not away from the meeting. And, yeah. and that's part of the work that we do to keep us in relationship. And and I put the simple challenge to him to hire, hire an assistant to grow his business. This man went from two people to, I think, uh, last... Uh, I think he peaked at about 15. I know the man you're speaking of. Yeah. yeah, I know, you know, one, know one assistant and then a whole bunch of brokers. Uh, I know, I know he's, he's recessed a little bit because the market's kind of shite right now. But well, he basically uh, went from treading water to fucking having a real business and making money. He was making a lot of money, but the difference is like when you're, when you're two business owners, two business owners that share the, share the business, you know, really all you own, is your own job. And that's what a lot of entrepreneurs or micro right, micropreneurs don't understand. If you're the only person you own your job and you have many bosses, right? Every co customer of yours is your boss. They're going to dictate everything you do and how you do it uh, because they, they, they pull the strings on that in that respect. But once you start involving other people uh, and, and employees, now you start to become a, an actual business. Um, and, and, and that's where he went from. You know, he was making a lot of money when it was just him and his business partner. And I'm going to venture to say that he may not be making as much money uh, with, the, with the overhead of employees because he hasn't figured it all out yet. But at the end of the day, like he's able to travel and his income still come, you know, still coming through. So there's, there's benefits to that, right? But again, that's getting off topic. This man would never have gone to where, he's, where he is today if Without the two of us never spoke, right? Yeah, of course, right. And and that's the value. That's that's the benefit. But the you know the the challenge is is like men are always like, you know, when we get this a lot with our with our within our circle is you know, men are like, oh, 
I'm not getting the value. That's not that's not true, right? Being and I said I say this all the time, being part of a men's team is like having insurance. You don't always need the insurance, you know, every day of your life and every interaction you do. But then when you need the insurance, you want to have it, right? And that's that's the 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 odd thing about insurance, right? So I, I knew an insurance broker and that was his famous tagline. Nobody needs insurance until they need insurance. Until they yeah. need it very badly. But look, I think there's more to it than that. Number one, why be a part of a men's group? Because that's another question we want to answer from them, right? And a man yeah. could go, my life is great. Here's what I'm going to yeah. say. On the surface, that's true. Deeper, your life is not great. You live in 20 fucking 23. The fact that you're a man means there's a target on your back. If you don't see that, if you don't see that, you're blind. In 2023, there are fucking powers that be that are fucking actively looking to take down masculine, capable men. They're trying to make it harder for you to do everything that you do. They're trying to make it harder for you to fucking raise your kids. They're trying to make it harder for you to make money. They're trying to make it harder for you to progress, to be respected. All the messages are negative. Like it or not, all the messages are negative. No matter how smart you are, no matter how strong-minded you are, all those messages are coming at you in a negative fashion, and they're going to seep into your DNA. Now, if you're part of a men's group, that's not the case anymore, right? You are no longer sitting down and taking in negative messages because in the men's group, the whole ethos is a positive one. And it's not like they're telling you, oh, you're so fucking brave. You're so great. You're a man, blah, blah, blah. No, they're showing you how to be that way. And when all the men are being that way, that in itself is a positive message that uplifts you. So beyond fucking insurance about the surface level shit of life. This is something that fucking makes you proud to be a man. While living by yourself in the world, going, oh, no, I'm good. My friends are good bullshit. Your friends don't know shit about this. Your friends aren't doing shit about this. You get together with them once in a long fucking while. When you're in a proper men's group, the positivity is coming at you all the fucking time. And and you know uh, I think I think the the other the, cha the other challenge too with men that say you know oh I am good right now, but brother honest to God, and, and I'm going to ask you the question now: How many men have you and I been around that have come to us and say my my wife wants to leave? I didn't see this coming. I don't know what the fuck happened. Oh, yeah. What to do? Right, dude? Like how many times does that happen? Too many to count. Right? And how many men do you know that actually can actually honestly can look at you in the eye and say, I saw this coming? Not one. Not, Not one. one. Not one. Right? So now for any man that's listening to this that's in a relationship, I don't care if you're married or not. If you've been in, in this relationship for more than three months, you know, you're, you're, you're considered common law. How, you know, when is it your time because she will come she will and the laws don't favor us men right they don't they don't at all they favor most women uh 
then there's the exception to every rule, but and that's that's okay. But for most of most of the times, it's the women that are favored by the laws. She will leave and take half your shit and your futures with her, right? So how many of us, you know, or or when is it coming, you know? And and, and that's the thing. When is the next market downturn? Right. That's that's uh, that's the million dollar question. How many how many men, how many how many people have investments on that market? Right. And, and they're, they're waiting. How many times has Tesla stock been shorted and, and never gone down? Like there's there's those questions. Right. Like nobody actually knows when. Right. There's been a few people that got lucky because they saw something coming, but they didn't know the actual date of when shit would hit the fan. And then what do you do? Right. And that's why I say it's like insurance. Right. You don't you don't need the insurance until you need the insurance. And then again, with men until you need you it badly. That's yeah, you don't need men until you need men badly. That's true. Right. Until you're in the shit. Right. And and, and that's the thing. Uh, you, you know, you don't know. And, and the thing is, like, um, in, in order for you to be able to navigate that stuff, you know, to, to you can't do it. You can't do it by yourself. You know, and, and you know, you, you need the the relationship with with men, not friends. Uh, you know, friends, boys. You have you have to be cautionary about that because you know these these individuals will tell you what you want to hear, and not necessarily what you need to hear. Um, so you need you need that, and, and you have to foster that. And that's why I say, like, you know, men's men's teams, like the ones that we do. Are kind of like insurance, you know. You, you pay into it by by attending, uh, by showing the other men, you know, who you are, uh, what you what you what you're about, uh, and, and that, and then over the time, when the shit hits the fan, you've got not one or two, but you could have access to dozens, dozens of men, dozens of men. How many men do you know? Like, you can call. And at the drop of a hat, will come and you know help you do something. You you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, the shit doesn't happen. Uh, you no, know, and it no, it doesn't. And it's not a happy accident, right? Like, like I've seen men that uh, that had to, uh, you know, vacate a house or a premises within a couple of days. It's like, how do you knock this off? You know, I, I've helped men move a couple of times. Um, they, there's so many different things. You know, that you don't know you're going to need until you actually have the need for it. Uh, you know, men looking for, for a place to be. How many men do you know, honest to God, that got kicked out of their homes by their wives and had no place to turn? Like you and right. I both know there's a man that you, you you know, that was circulating in our circles. He's still around. Uh, but, you know, this person has a proper property specific to help men turn their shit around. He will give you a place to stay on a short-term basis until you can get your shit back together, right? Yeah. You, you know it as well as I do, right? No, it's, it's but you don't have access. Necessary. It's yeah. important. It's necessary. That's the truth. Yeah, That's the yeah. fucking truth of what we need uh, to convey to men right now. Yeah. And here's the other thing. We hear from men that come and they go all the fucking time. Oh, you know, I don't have time. That's the fucking story of every man who's wanting to leave. What he's really saying is, I don't see how this can benefit me. And 
that's partly on us to help him see how it can benefit him. But it's also he's full of shit and he's lying. Because if you as a man are saying I don't have time, what you're really saying is either I'm lying to you face to face because I don't want to tell you the truth, which means you're a lying sack of shit. Congratulations on not being a man and being an oxen, not being a bull and being an oxen because oxen lie. Bulls don't need to lie. They fucking give you the horn. Or you really believe that bullshit, in which case you're stupid. You're stupid because you're believing a lie. Like I say to men all the time, the busiest man I know is you. Nobody I know had in reality as much on their plate as you do. You are part of two men's organizations. You're in leadership in two men's organizations. You're a father to two daughters under the age of 10. Your wife does not take on the full raising of the daughters. She calls upon you on a daily basis to look after the girls. You get them ready for breakfast. You take care of dinner for them. Routine stuff, but it takes time. You run a business, and you don't just run the business. You work in the business, and it's hard, physical-ass labor. You get up in the fucking morning, and you're working your ass off 8, 10, 12 hours a day physically. Yet... Not one time, not one time have I ever heard you say, "Ah, I don't have time, I'm too busy. You may say to me, I can't do that right now. I can't do that today. I won't be able to do that until this time because there literally isn't space in your calendar. But that's a different conversation that you have versus I don't have time, which actually is just a blanket fucking excuse that men throw out there when what they really ought to be saying is, at this moment, I can't do this. And if if a man isn't in a men's group, if he isn't listening to other men, and if he isn't revealing himself to other men, man, he's he, he, he's, he is engaging in the slow process of self-castration, going from bull to oxen. Yeah. Bull yeah. to oxen. Getting fat and lazy. Yeah. It's self-castration, man, and it's fat and lazy, and he doesn't see how fucked that is for him. Yep. Now, I, I say to you this, right? You know in the last several months I've lost a bunch of weight, right? I've, I've slimmed down. I feel like a fucking bull. I feel like a fucking bull. You yeah. Know I feel like a fucking bull because it was a very masculine step that I took. And it was a step that was at least in part encouraged by me looking at myself in the fucking mirror and going, man, I've been saying I want this and I'm full of shit. Am I willing to keep being full of shit? And I said, I'm not willing to keep being full of shit. Yeah. That's that. But but on it, honest to God, though, right? Because, okay, so you and I have been doing this for a few years now, right? And you've had this goal for a much longer time then it actually took you to accomplish it. And yeah. there was a there was a difference about it, right? There is there is a difference about it. Uh, and, a, and, and, you know, for the first, uh, I don't know, the first three, four years, you know, how, how, because how, uh, I, I just don't want to say what the thought is. I want it to come from you. How were you trying to go about achieving this goal? Well, honestly with no real commitment and by myself, by yes. myself, See, by yourself. I'm not going to say you weren't committed. Um, 
because you you were it was something you 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 wanted but you were you were trying to do it by yourself for years and and, and how much success did you have i had the opposite of success i gained weight every year okay so you and i had a lot of conversations as we went through this stuff right and and i and i asked you a lot of the times too about it right um and what was what was your response back then about getting to where you wanted to be? I know what I'm doing, man. I don't need any help. That's right. Okay. And what was the change? I realized that that was a lie. Yeah. Right. But that was a lie that that you believed. It was. It was. Yeah. It was. And then as soon as you seek, you know, you. You seeked, but you finally found the right help. Because we got to give that man that's that's helped you get to where you are some some credit about that. Yeah. Uh, and and I did that face to face when we met last time. I, I told him straight up. I'm like, buddy. I'm like, congratulations on getting getting Baloo to where he's at, because he was trying to do this by himself for years. Um, it's true. Yeah. Right. And, and and it's not even that. In your process of transformation, because you and I speak sometimes, what, like three, four times a week, there were not, uh, there were some hard times. Remember? Yep. We had some conversations and like, what were those conversations like? Honestly, uncomfortable. And uh, at the time, I didn't really want to face them. You know what I mean? It was, I just wanted it to fucking be done. And the truth of the matter is that when I started to face them and face the uncomfortable truth is when I started to become free. Yeah. Part of that trans transformation, how would you say you were, you were feeling at the time? Before the transformation? No, no, during, during the transformation process. We, you and I had a couple of conversations where yeah. you called, I you, felt, you just start the diet. Yeah. I, on, uh, at the beginning of the process, I felt excited but nervous because that failed many times okay but as time went on i trusted that the process was going to work yeah i trusted that this individual that i had uh, chosen to work with knew what the fuck he was doing because he'd done it for other people and all i had to do was do what he said that's all i had to do Part of the transformation, what are, what, are, what are some of the other roadblocks you faced? Honestly, the biggest roadblock I faced was when I'd hit a plateau in, in the past on my own, that would stop me. When I hit a plateau this time, I would reach out to Buddy and say, hey, uh, I, um, I need help. It's not yeah. like I've hit a plateau. Your, your body has this instinctual reaction, right? So as, yeah. as you were changing, because your, your diet had changed dramatically, what was your, your body telling you? Well, initially, my body was um, getting tired a lot. It was pushing back against the process initially. But there was a point at which my body just got into a rhythm and a flow, and it just went with it. Yeah. So there was a there was a point that in time where your body was resisting everything. Yeah, absolutely. It, re it really messed with you mentally. It did. Yeah. It did. And it's nuts. And, and it, you know, 
could you have done that by yourself to navigate that time of, in, in the process? Fuck no. Absolutely not. So, and, and you know, this is a pretty, pretty decent, uh, you know, mass down conversation that we had here, um, which is a, you know, it's a sample of some of the conversations we have, uh, you know, on, on our teams, right? How, how many men can say they, they have or go through conversations like this with a friend of theirs? You know, I, I'll tell many. you, not dude, many. how many friends? Not me, none. I, I have a friend that I have from from high school, high school, and I would never, never go through a conversation like this with him. What What's he going to do? He's going to empathize. Empathy does not get you past the hurdle as a man, right? Empathy works for for women. You know, when they're when they're in the shit, all they want to be is heard because they know what their answers are, and they don't need exterior encouragement to get through their through their stuff. You know, sometimes, most times, probably. But we're men. You know, we tend to start to recluse, and and that's that's the other key thing, right? When a man goes into hiding, is when he needs his men the most. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and and mm-hmm. like, let's look, if I look at my life over the past two years, two years, two years, mm-hmm. I've gone through, uh, f- uh, four funerals, four funerals in my family. I've lost my, both my in-laws and, and my wife's aunt in a matter of two and a half months. And, uh, and my uncle recently that I had to take my dad who has, uh, who, who's got Alzheimer's there through the funeral to see a bunch of people, some people he really didn't like, but they were, they were friends of my, my uncles, you know, and, and, and a lot of my, my, my dad's family is now passed. Um, so like, yeah, you know, it, in no stretch of the imagination would this be, you know, easy times to get through. No. Uh, but, you know, to, to have someone just sit, sit there and empathize with me would not, would not be, serving me you know having having men say you know get your shit together you know pull through you know you, you know your family needs you you know you need to be strong and all that that gets me through for their benefit and then when i'm around my my men that's the place where i can be like you know deal with my emotions and all that in which which i did um, and, and that's how we do right and that's how we do that's how that's how men do it, you know. We used yeah. to do it on fishing trips. We used to do it hunting trips. You know, men used to go to battle. You know, af- after the battle, after the fishing trip, after the hunting trip, men would normally sit there and say, "Hey, you know, I don't think that decoy was set up right. I don't think that you know, I don't think we were in the right pond. Maybe next time we should try the next pond." But we don't get that anymore because we don't. We're not doing that, right? Maybe in, 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 you know, some man's life, maybe he's a, a real estate agent and he's looking to sell a home. And it's like, dude, maybe, maybe you need to, you know, change your, your strategy a little, you know, and that, that shit just doesn't happen. It, no, it doesn't happen. No, it doesn't just happen. Amen. It no. doesn't just happen. 1000%. No. You need to be with men and you need to give up this bullshit lie that you tell yourself that I don't have any fucking time. Yeah. Honestly, any man who's saying that to people around him, 
needs to just have a fucking check within yeah. say do i really want to be either deliberately lying or one of these men who's oblivious to the fact that i'm saying something which is a lie but i believe it so either way you're lying you're either lying on purpose or you're inadvertently lying and it's not a good thing to do either and it's a disempowering bullshit conversation if there's something you don't want to do you can just say hey man i don't want to fucking do this this doesn't speak to me that's more powerful than lying and saying oh i don't have time for that bullshit yeah. you got time yeah. for whatever you decide to make time for that's the fucking truth and i'm going to look in the eye the next person that says i don't have time i'll say hey listen man bullshit. You know i appreciate what you're trying to do here but bullshit you have time yeah. for whatever you decide to make time for and I mm -hmm. do not put up with this bullshit conversation from men when they come to me and say, I don't have time. All yeah. right. If you really don't see value in this, be a man and say, I don't see value in this. Nothing wrong with that. No, that's a cop out. Uh, I, you know, the, you know, from, from my experience, the things that I witness being in these circles, uh, men, you're a hundred percent right. It's not that men don't have time men don't want to make the time it's an it's an it's an investment it is. and the reason the reason men don't want to make the investment is out of two reasons the major motivators for men fear and anger so either one we've pissed them off and they don't have the balls to fucking say why yeah or two they're afraid of something and usually that means what they're afraid of is they have to sacrifice the bullshit in their life right because you know it and I know it, uh, and, and you've we've experienced it from each other in our circles, that you and I won't stand for for bullshit. Uh, no, we right? won't. If a, man, if a man wants to sit there, eat fucking Cheetos, and watch Netflix for three hours a fucking day, you and I won't stand for that. No, nope. right? And, and you know, like let, let, look at the man that's just uh, his 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 ninety days is coming up, has come up yesterday. Yep. So he's chosen not to continue pursuing what we do. Why? Because he's figured out in 90 days that you and I are not going to stand for for his fears and his vices of stuff he can get over. Uh, right? That's why that's why he doesn't want to make the time because he knows we're going to challenge and push him out of out of his comfort zone into 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 doing more into noble manhood, man. Yeah, into noble right? manhood. Right. Fucking. Uh, Stephen Mansfield says that we're looking for men to get into noble manhood today. That's why, and we want men to be in noble manhood. You're not going to be in fucking noble manhood if you're some fucking yeah. percent who's fucking just, oh yeah, everything's, you know, okay, thanks, be safe, be brave. I don't even want to hear men talk like that. It fucking does nothing more than piss me off. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. You know, and, and, and everyone thinks, okay, so I, I always say this is the only kind of charity stuff that I do. And, and really it is. I turn everything down because I think charity's bullshit. But that's beyond that. Is, I agree. It is total but bullshit. charity is always a self-serving need. And, you know, you and I, and I'll, I'll speak for me, uh, if I push you on something in your life, it's not, it's not always or, or solely because I want, you know, Baloo to be better. And the same for these other men. I don't push them hard 
because I want them to succeed in life. I want them to succeed and then in turn come back and push me harder so I can succeed. So it's self-serving, right? That's And that's the truth. And, and yeah. you know, some men maybe just don't say, don't, don't get that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, there's so few men that, that reciprocate the, the energy that I bring. Um, and that's oh. okay because it's, for me, everything's a snowball. It starts with a small investment in growth. So I'm okay with that. But that, yeah, well, that's the thing. Charity is a, is on a level, a selfish act. People donate money because it makes them feel better. Doesn't matter if the cause gets solved because if that was the case, we wouldn't have a need for charity anymore. The needs would have changed, but they're not. They're still there, and I'm, I'm sure UNICEF is still collecting money for for kids in third world countries. Um, you know, but you know, uh, it, it, it's a self serving need, and the reason like I do this is so it reciprocates and comes back to me. Um, and, and yeah, I want other men to win because if they're if they're a bun, you know, if they continued on the same path, it'll never come back. The truth of the matter is, men today need to be pushed and need to push. Yeah. That's what makes us men. And this man, this, this man that you referred to, he doesn't want to be pushed. and He doesn't want to push. Although he got an experience of pushing the other night and that was valuable for him. And I think he liked it, but he, he's still scared. And there was another man that had been around with us for a couple of years, a man I like and in many ways respect. I pushed him a little bit. He didn't like it. He didn't like it when he was pushed. You know, there was a thing that I he was in charge of. He didn't do it well, and I called him out. I called him out more gently than I've ever called out anybody in my life. You know that, right? Because with most other men, I'd have ripped them a new one. But man, within two weeks of me calling him out, he quit. He quit. And that's on him. I like him. He's a good man. I wish he hadn't quit in many ways. But he needs to be a part of uh, this because it's going to get him out of his comfort zone. And right now, he's one of those men who's like, hey, my life is good. Fuck it. I don't need these assholes pushing me. That's cool. But that's the whole point of men's group is to be pushed and to push. You know, it'll be a... (laughs) Here's a funny thought, like, you know, uh, what what would it what would his wife say if she found out that he would give up so fucking easily? How much respect would she lose for him? Okay, it's like wow. So this, you know, a man asked you to do something with you, you know, to the best of your ability, and you half-assed it. Now he's pushing you, and you're giving up. Like, what what woman wants that to you know wants to you know mother his kids? That's fucking weird. Man. Amen, man. Amen. Well said. No, good. This episode's good. I think I'm going to call it the the bull versus the ox. It's a good title for the episode. The bull versus the ox. The bull versus the ox. Yeah, I always said Sterling got it wrong. It's not the Mustang and the mule. It's the bull and the ox. That's the the proper 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 one. Yeah, Yeah. the bull and the ox. Amen, man. Amen. All right, Arp. Baloo out. Thank you for listening to the Sovereign Man Podcast. If you're ready to take charge of your life and become the man you've always wanted to be, we invite you to join the movement at SovereignMan.ca.